In Between Sundays, episode 23. You're listening to In Between Sundays, where we give you the essentials to live in the world outside of church. From your first job after college to becoming the CEO, this is a podcast for the other six days of the week. Hey everyone, and welcome to In Between Sundays, a podcast for young adults. And uh, my name is Nick, and my name is Pat, and we're brothers. And we have a, on the phone with us, uh, actually over Skype, our special guest, which is Mike Hayes. Hey, Mike. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yes, thank you for joining us on In Between Sundays. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today. I'm really looking forward to today's show. Yeah. Um, not only is Halloween coming up this week, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, we're going to talk about some of our past or best Halloween costumes, uh, but we also have some interesting news. NCYC is coming up really, right. really soon, uh, which if you don't know what that is, that's the uh, National Catholic Youth Conference. It's coming here to Kansas City. Yeah, you can come say hi to us there. It's going to be really great. Uh, we, of course, have Mike Hayes on uh, for our Catholic of Caliber for this month. Uh, we actually have two. We had Popple, and now we have Mike. So there are we're, just we're so ending, many awesome Catholics. That's right. So we're ending the month on a big bang with Mike Hayes on the podcast. And finally, Catholic Challenge, which is a great book review from Dave from West Bend, Wisconsin. And then we'll round out with a well-needed chick flick or horror film segment. So... Let's start the show up. Yes. Mike, what's going on? Well, a lot's going on uh, up here. I just uh, moved to Buffalo from the great city of New York. Wow. Uh, so I've basically got, uh, I, I sort of have everything done at this point in terms of the move, except I just haven't put any pictures on the walls or anything. <laughs> so I can't find my toolbox. Uh, so. that's, kind of, that's kind of like our, our studio. We have like a cross and... <laughs> A picture of St. Francis, and then the rest is bare. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Mike, uh, who are you? <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm a lot of things. Uh, number one, I am a lay minister, and I can now a campus minister at the University of Buffalo, uh, which some people might know as SUNY Buffalo. Depends on uh, where you are in the world, I guess, as to what uh, what they call the school, but, uh, up here they call it the university of Buffalo. I'm the campus minister there at St. Joseph's university parish. And previous to that for the past nine years, which is how most people know me, I am the founder of bustedhalo.com and the author of the book, Googling God for the Paul's fathers. And we hosted the busted halo cast at bustedhalo.com uh, as well. Now rumor has it that you have many leather bound books in your library and your apartment smells of rich <laughs> mahogany. Now, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably smells more like dusty books. <laughs> Someone came into my office the other day and said, "Wow, your office already has that dusty book smell." And I said, "Yeah, that's because I didn't dust them." <laughs> is is that a compliment? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of dust, we have this thing called the three J's, which is kind of a way of uh, dusting off uh, your past week and talking about kind of what what went on. And we have the Stanford the junk, the joy, and our Jesus moment. Uh, so let's go. Let's go through those right now. So Pat's pointing to me, telling me that I'm the one that's going first. Uh, it's kind of like reading the red that's, the that's red producer talk for you go first. Is that what it is? It's kind yeah. of it's kind of like reading the rubrics, you know, in, in the sacramentary. <laughs> it's, 
anyway, um, so uh, my my three J's. My junk this past week has been I have not gotten enough sleep, and that is my own fault. And I just need to get better at it. No excuses there. Um, my joy is the fact that yesterday I spent a considerable amount of time at work getting every piece of paper digitized and turned into a massive to-do list in this great program I use called OmniFocus. Whoa. Yes, I totally GTD'd my life yesterday and geeked out while doing it. It was fantastic. And my Jesus moment was going on retreat this past weekend. I uh, spent some time, actually about tw- 24 hours, out at our Archdiocesan <coughs> Youth Camp called Prairie Star Ranch, which is um, fantastic for two reasons. One is the fact that the ranch itself is very you know, peaceful and um, it's just really relaxing to be out there. The second is that it also, also within this little itsy-bitsy small town of Williamsburg, Kansas, is the best barbecue ribs joint in the entire United States, and it is called Guy and Maze. And uh, 16 bucks gets you an entire half slab, well, actually a full slab of ribs, which is like a half a pig. And mm. it's awesome, and it's cheap, and I loved it. <laughs> That just sounds so good. <laughs> it does. If it wasn't an hour and a half drive away, I would totally go get some tonight. <laughs> so, Mike, what do you got for three sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I just got back. I just went out to get some ribs. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was my case. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks. So, Mike, what uh, what do you got for three J's this week? Uh, okay. My junk is definitely it's I've only been in my office for a week and already my desk is really messy. Uh, and I swore I wasn't going to let that happen. And it's, it only took me seven days. And like my boss came in today and said, well, this place is really starting to look lived in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that good. Uh, so that's one. So um, my joy, I would say, is my associate campus minister, Katie, this week has definitely been my joy that um, I went over there today to have lunch with her and to plan our alternative spring break trip. And she informed me that they want to go to New York City. So I was like, yeah, we could do that. Very cool. And uh, <laughs> yeah, a free trip home for me, number one. And uh, we basically were able to really plan a lot of that today. So that really brought us uh, a lot of joy. And it was something that was kind of weighing heavy on us since we're both new at the job. And we both um, really, you know, we're sort of far behind because it's the middle of the semester and we're both starting a little bit late. Oh, very cool. And then I would say my Jesus moment is that I had my first spiritual directee come to my office this week. And that just kind of made me feel like I was in the right space and really where I, you know, really where I wanted to be. Um, yeah, I really like doing a lot of the technical stuff and everything else that we did at Busted Halo, but I think my real joy, my real love has been working directly with young adults on retreats and in spiritual direction and and using, you know, the media to really connect with them in some way as well. But I mean, I, I yeah, I just had this person sitting across from me today and I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is right. This is where I'm supposed to be." That's awesome. That's a great Very feeling. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, my uh, junk slash joy actually happened tonight. Well, actually, no, it's been over a couple of days. My, I yeah. was down in Tulsa this weekend, and uh, my girlfriend and I were like, let's watch movies. So we, we hopped on Hulu.com, and uh, Super Size Me was on. Awesome. 
which is an awesome movie. No, I really, I mean, I, truly, I, I think that, it's a no, great that's, documentary. That's the one with, uh, what's his name? Morgan, Morgan Spurlock. Spurlock. I've actually met yeah. Morgan. He came to Tulsa. I met him. Right. He's, a, he's a real nice guy. But it's it's the guy he eats McDonald's for 30 days to see how it changes Breakfast, his body. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Every meal. And he had to, and then if they asked if they, he, if they, he wanted to supersize it, he had to supersize it. Which is right. funny because when It only we, happens like six times in the movie, though. Yeah, but like. Four of those times are when he's in Texas, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. And, and he has to have everything on the menu, more importantly. Yeah. Like, you can't just order the salad every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, because of watching that, it's made me crave McDonald's. You would think it would be doing the opposite effect. <laughs> so, my joy has been the two things. Uh, that McDonald's is delicious, and, and we use "crave" here as a heavy term, just because Pat, <laughs> well, you you do your thing, and then I'm gonna kind of follow it up with what you walked into the house tonight okay. with. Well, first of all, McDonald's is doing their little Monopoly thing, which, like, ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to win a million dollars doing the Monopoly thing, which is very impossible. Um, but then I got to, I ate McDonald's tonight, but I'm kind of regretting it now. Uh, you have the McShakes. I, I have I have the McShakes and the, the McSweats, and uh, <laughs> and soon the studio will have the McSmelled. Oh, oh, oh. See, Mike, this is why, Mike, this is why you should be glad that you're in SUNY Buffalo and you can just watch over the UStream camera. <laughs> So that, you don't have to worry about the mix yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, All yeah. Right. We'll have to we'll have to get the we'll have to break out the infrared Ustream camera. Yeah. So <laughs> so th- that's my junk and my joy kind of packaged together, if you know what I mean. Uh, all in one delicious greasy bag. Um and then my Jesus moment was I I d- mentioned I went to Tulsa this weekend and uh my drive home was just really nice. It was right right as it was turning sunset which is just this gorgeous time along that uh, 169 highway just a beautiful sunset along the countryside so it's some nice time i listened to some other catholic podcasts and did kind of just some some meditation which was uh which was really nice okay then Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. This is What's My Line, where you call in and give us words or phrases, and we have to fit them into our show. We'll choose one or two every show, and if we choose yours, you'll win a prize. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Oh, this is the worst-looking hat I ever saw. Oh, it looks good on you, though. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Pat ate a little bit later in the show in our news segment because yes. it was so much, it was actually news. But <laughs> before we do that, we have two new What's My Lines. And of course, uh, on the show, if we if we get the line in, we'll play the ding. And if we, it's a, if it's an absolutely horrible joke and a bad pun, you'll hear the buzzer. So here's our first uh, What's My Line comment from Jillian. Hi, Nick and Pat. This is Jillian. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, the heart of Cajun country. Um, I'm kind of a newcomer to your podcast. I've only listened to the past three episodes, and I must say that I absolutely love it. You guys are very funny um, and such a great witness. Um, 
I work at a dental office, and one of my responsibilities is runner. So whenever I'm running errands, it's really fun to listen to your podcast and kind of laugh and um, just feel goofy. makes the time go by a little bit quicker. <laughs> Anyways, um, I figured that I would give you guys a pretty tough but funny phrase for your What's My Line segment. Um, here we speak, a, or some of people speak a lot of Cajun French, and a pretty common phrase, even amongst those who can't speak French too well, is Mega de Um <laughs> It wrote, loosely translated, okay. it kind of it means, um, we'll look at that. But you can say it in place of, oh my goodness, or holy cow. Like, when something's kind of amazing, you'll just say, Mega de Don, or... <laughs> so, good luck with that one. Um, I think it'll be really funny to hear you guys try and say that um, during your show. And I'm sure that you'll interpret it however you see fit. Hello, Nick and Pat. This is Paul from Huntsville, Alabama. I was calling to congratulate you on your podcast and tell you what an excellent job you guys have been doing. Um, I've been checking out some of your fellow podcasters, and um, they gave me a, one of them gave me an idea for a What's My Line. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Mac and Catherine from Catholic in a Small Town. I was listening to their podcast, and the um, the last one that they did, and um, they said that um, Mac was telling a story about how Nick helped him get Ubercast up and running, and uh, how he was very thankful for Nick to help him with that, but said that Nick kept doing one annoying little thing. He kept saying over and over again, I like a do that cha-cha and so i'd like to submit that as a uh, what's my line okay so we have i like to do the cha-cha and, and megade da which is uh well look at that good evening here is the news for parrots well hello mr fancy pants pay attention to me boy i'm not just talking to hear my head roar you guys, you guys, great news. Rudolph, Santa Claus is coming to town, the little drummer boy, they're all on TV this week. So I'd like to, I'd like to lead off our first bit of news with a little part, a segment I call What Pat Ate. <laughs> because I don't know how big your, do, do you have your receipt over there? Can I see your receipt? There's the bag. No, I want to. Is the receipt in there? Get, hand me that receipt. Uh, luckily, the receipt is not in oh, the bag. Pat conveniently lost the receipt. No, let me see your bag. Let me see Pat, that. That thing. bag is huge. What do you have? Do you have a small animal? Okay, okay. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna pull this out so the Ustream people see this. Okay, so this is. What is this thing here? What is that? This? Is their new sandwich? Oh, there's monopoly pieces on. There. I know. I don't care about that part. Let's. Okay, that's what is like this? an Angus burger. Okay, that's the Angus burger. What is what is this? There is a fish sandwich. Okay, what what was inside here? That's the <laughs> and, fish sandwich. And this is also what, what is, ew, that's Oh, don't disgusting. open that up. That's it's disgusting. A, it's not even fully eaten. That's a McChicken or something so, like that. So, okay, so you had a fish sandwich, a McChicken and an Angus burger? I'm a little hungry now, okay. What the heck? <laughs> what can I say? Oh my god. So, all right, so I, that's, I have only one thing to say to that. What's that? They got you Woo! <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Seriously, well, look at that! I cannot believe you ate that much food, dude. You know what? I like to do the cha cha. Oh, there come we on. go! Haha, <laughs> that's were... okay. We can continue to reuse those. 
All right, so let's get to the real news. Uh, NCYC is coming to Kansas City. NCYC stands for the National Catholic Youth Conference. And we just wanted to say, if you guys are coming in to Kansas City for that, which is in November, uh, come and say hi to us. We're going to be there. Um, I know Paul Camerata is setting up uh, a St. Cass slash SQPN booth, and we'll be hanging out there as well as kind of near some of the other technology segments uh, because we've been helping plan that. So, yeah. Uh, Also, wanted to let you guys know something that um, could use some of your prayers. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this in Switzerland, but death tourism. Have you heard about this, Nick? What is this? Death tourism? Death tourism. What is this? Tourism. Death tourism is leading the Swiss to consider a ban on assisted suicide because they have currently... you can. You can um, assisted suicide is allowed in Switzerland, um, but a lot of people like from Britain and things like that are coming to Switzerland to basically well, commit suicide. Um, oh my goodness, that's so! Horrible. I want to let people know about that to pray for um, pray for an end to assisted suicide in the whole world, especially Switzerland. Yes, please. And guys, they they don't even need to bring people in to for that in Switzerland. Like all those all those countries, like Switzerland and anything north of that, it's always really gray and dark all the time. So it leads to a lot of depression in a lot of people. So uh. the suicide rate is really high in almost all those countries. Wow. In in general, yeah. Which is interesting because when I visited Switzerland, we were in I don't remember which town it was. It might have been like Lugano. Um, or Lucerne, I don't remember which one, but there's a bridge that specifically when we were, we had like a little Rick Steves travel book mm-hmm. and Rick Steves, you know, has this little, um, you know, guides of, of where to go in the town. And in the town it said, you're now walking across this bridge. Are you feeling calm? Because this bridge is meant to make you feel calm and it's meant to discourage people from jumping off this oh, bridge. Wow. Like this, this, this specific bridge we were walking on was meant to like calm a wow. person down it was really strange well speaking of calming people down um let's talk a little bit about things that also make people depressed and that would be pcs <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I i just read this in the news today you know microsoft has started uh, copying apple computer of course and uh, you know apple has these really cool stores that um uh, people can go to and buy Apple computer stuff and, and have fun there. And they're, they're really awesome. And so now Microsoft is trying to capitalize on that same thing and they are selling PCs in their stores. Um, and of course, you know, like, like Mike, do you have a Mac or a PC? I, I actually own a PC, but I, I actually, I mean, I should say I own a Mac and I use a Mac, but I do have a PC in my home and okay. there is a PC that they want me to use in the office that I am very quickly uh, reneging and saying, no, I will not do that. <laughs> so like, but, but, so I want to know the password to use it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody's ever bought a PC knows like the first thing you do when you, when you buy the PC is you take it home and you uninstall practically everything that was installed at the factory. <laughs> right. So Microsoft, of course, is, is running into a problem because, you know, they're trying to tout that Windows 7 is new and it's fast and it's cool. And they've got people like, you know, Dell and HP and all these, uh, you know, other PC companies that are installing what's called bloatware, which is more or less what it sounds like. A Stuff whole bunch that of slows your computer. Exactly. Down. And so um, one of the things that is a new condition is if you want to sell a PC in a Microsoft store, you cannot 
put any bloatware on it now. They're just stalling them straight up with Windows 7 on them. Well, that's good. So it's just kind of interesting. I thought that was at least they're, you know, at least they're acknowledging the problem. That's step one. Okay, so finally, uh, let's do a little bit of talking about Halloween that's coming up this weekend. And uh, I would like to hear what you guys would consider to be the best Halloween costume you've ever come up with. Because we want to give our listeners a couple of really good ideas. So, uh, Mike, you said you had one. I did. You know, like Halloween always coincides, or most of the time, it coincides with daylight savings time. So my parents, when I was a kid, got the brilliant idea that they should dress me up as Father Time. Oh. So you know, I had the long ah. white beard. Like we cut two Coke bottle, like two liter Coke bottle tops, and we like tied them together. And we put sand in the, you know, in one end and made a little hourglass. Mm-hmm. You know, tied with foil and stuff like that. And then um, I put like a long, like almost like an Albon, I guess. And I walked around. I was Father Time for daylight savings time. Very cool. Well, my my best one co- uh, costume I've ever come up with was I found a yellow, uh, uh, what I, like a raincoat, and I I went outside. I spray painted the back tire of my car with black spray paint, and I rolled over it so it had like this big tire mark going diagonally across the uh, the, the the coat. And I went dressed as a speed bump. That's that's nice. <laughs> that was my like idea. That. Pat, um, I, I should get a ding for that, but apparently sure. Pat ding doesn't it. think. Ding no, it. I think Do Pat, Pat doesn't think I should get Mine, a ding. Mine, probably the, the most creative one I've ever done was I went as a remote inside a couch cushion. It was the couch cushion. <laughs> and and what I did was I took couch cushions and like sandwiched myself in between it, you know, kind of made like, you know, like those boards that like people wear when they sell stuff. And then I I made, took a box and painted it to look like a remote control. Um, but I did see online the other day, someone going as an iPhone and it was like a working iPhone. Like, Oh yeah. The whole front was like like a screen thing this year. And then the other thing I saw, uh, was, uh, transformers, which were really cool. And a Rubik's Cube. Very cool. So we might put some links to some YouTube videos on our site. So go check them out. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I should have known that sooner or later a superhero would get involved. Have a little faith with a dashing hero like me on the case. How can we fail? Hey, come on. We're superheroes. What could happen? All right. Well, this is our Catholics of Caliber segment. Mike, you get the great music. This is I think this is our best bumper that we have. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we, we like it a lot. Uh, you know, it's talking about heroes and uh, great things that people do. And, Mike, we wanted to highlight you for some of the great things that you do. Ah, uh, uh, thanks, so to remind our listeners, our guest today is Mike Hayes, uh, who was the co-founder of the Busted Halo website and the Busted Halo cast, uh, and he's also the... I think used to, you guys used to call it the Busted Halo Empire? <laughs> the Empire. That's what, we, that's what we call the building, actually. Oh, the, the, that's right. <laughs> the, uh, the, well, yes. no, the funny story, I've told this a couple of times on Busted Halo, is that we used to like say like we're on the seventy second floor of the busted Halo Empire and like just make it sound like it's really really big, but the room is sort of the same kind of size that you guys are in in the basement of a rectory. That's awesome. So I brought a bunch of people over 
And I said, hey, you want to come see the studio? And they said, yeah, sure. So I bring them down to the basement. They're like, why are we going down? And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm taking you to the studio. They're like, but isn't it that high rise like up the street? It's like, that's a joke, folks. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. The real irony is that Father Dave is actually in the 36th floor uh, of Sirius Satellite Radio. So he does have like this huge, big picture window. And he looks out on all of Manhattan. And so, oh, wow. If you just wish it, it'll happen. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the for him to invite me out one of these days. Oh, that's great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, uh, Mike, you're also the author of a book called Googling God. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what you're doing now? Sure. Um, well, the book is Googling God, and it's the religious landscape of people in their 20s and 30s. And um, as I started working with young adults at Busted Halo, I started to see like a real difference between people in their 20s and people in their 30s, generally speaking. And those kind of correspond to Generation X for people in their 30s and the millennials um, or people in their 20s. So I, I started to like ask people in those age ranges like what their religious longings were. And what I found was I, I took 12 people of, out of the many more numbers that I interviewed and um, I put them sort of in the center of the book and then worked backwards and started talking about what I thought the religious longings of, of the two generations were. And, and what I found was really interesting that when you look at the, the world events that have marked the lives of millennials, um, they're, they're all frightening. And it's Columbine, 9-11, Katrina, the Asian tsunami, Virginia Tech, and we could just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at Generation X, nothing really happened during like their time of transition. Like when they were like maybe headed into college and then heading out of college, there weren't really any significant world events other than maybe the space shuttle disaster. Um, that would, that was tragic. I mean, all the other events that they talk about were pretty positive, like the fall of the Berlin wall or, um, te- the rise in technology starting to really take form and like cable television being, you know, sort of the norm after that. Um, and, and the interesting thing is that generation X were the first latchkey kids and the first generation to have both parents working. So they spent a lot of time alone. And, you know, they would, they would come home at the end of the day and no one would really be around. And sometimes they'd go to a friend's house or something like that. But their real longing has always been for a community. Um, so, like, when I was in college, if the campus minister came to me and said, hey, I, I, you know, could you come help us clean the soup kitchen on Thursday? My question back to him was always, well, who else is going? Right. You know, and, and then there, and then he would if he t- if he told me, well, I'm not really sure yet. Then I knew that that meant no one was going, <laughs> and then I wasn't. I, I was as altruistic as I might have been. I wasn't going to spend my time doing that because I wanted to really connect with others. Huh. Um, where the you know the millennials' real longing is for security, so they want to know about things that are always true. They want to know about like there are so many choices in the world now. They want to know why. Catholicism or, or even just religion in general should be a choice because they're, they're not necessarily choosing between Catholicism and Episcopalianism at this point. They're choosing between Catholicism and nothing. Hmm. It's like the biggest, the biggest sort of new religion is no religion that they just, you know, they don't believe in anything. Um, 
But we all know that they have this spiritual longing, even despite that, that they're looking for something. Um, and, and I think that's what Buster Halo really tried to do well, is to speak to these people who were spiritually seeking and to give them like a little bit of catechesis. But also, like I think what the magazine does really well, and, and Bill McGarvey, who's the editor, I think does this better than anybody, is they take real-world events and they talk about them from a spiritual perspective. So it's talking about the everyday life of young people and how that might actually um, connect with, you know, connect with God, connect with connect with their faith in some way. You know, that's interesting because I, I do have a lot of friends that, um, you know, do not go to church and things. And you're right, they're choosing between, um, you know, being Catholic, even though they've been raised Catholic, and really nothing but still have that, that longing for something spiritual. Well, would you say that's where... Um, you know, you founded bustedhalo.com in, in 2001. Is, is that something that that came out of? Uh, I know you you founded that with Father Dave. Is that something that that came out of, you guys realizing that, that need? Yeah, and, and Father Brett Hoover founded it with me at first, and, and I think that, that our work was really, when, you know, was really centered there for a long time. And then I think when Father Dave came in, we realized how much more we could do with the media than we than we already were doing. That's when we started doing the podcast and, and focusing maybe a little bit more on the catechetical end than we did before. Um, but I mean, I think that the thing that I've always found is that most people my age, and I'm 39, but most people my age are what we call you know spiritual but not religious. So. <laughs> They might feel really spiritual about things, but they don't necessarily ascribe themselves to any particular religion. But with the millennials, I think the reverse is happening, is that some people are actually really religious, but they're not very spiritual. Like, they want to belong to something, and they want to be part of something that's bigger than themselves, but they don't really think about it very deeply, you know, anything more than that. It's they, you know, they, they really just sort of say, well, you know, I, I really want something that is always true and I want to know what that is, but they have a very superficial understanding of it sometimes. And that leads them into places where they can't sort of navigate outside of it in some ways that they, they start just adhering to a certain faith without really thinking about it. And sometimes it leads them into things like empty ritual like there, there are plenty of young people I know who have a great devotion to Eucharistic adoration, but they don't understand the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And, you know that they they, they they know that they should go to adoration, but they don't go to mass. You know? yeah. I mean, it's sort of you know. There's, so there's this real need for catechetics alongside some of the you know more traditional elements that we're starting to bring people into, and and I think that's where we are, and I think that's one of the reasons I really wanted to go and start doing a lot of stuff directly with young adults, um, just sort of on the ground level and get back into, you know, doing, um, more traditional ministry as as well as continuing to do some media stuff, but really seeing, you know, how does this work for, you know, most of the, most of the time, I think young people are going to find someone, um, who they connect with personally. And that's probably either a campus minister or a priest in their parish or um, somebody else that they look up to who has some kind of faith that they crave. And, you know, and I think that sometimes they find those people online, but I think that they also usually find the people who are doing work online through someone who they meet in ministry. 
And, and I'm hoping that I can continue to be that that person and, and can help feed people to best of Halo too, because I think that they still need people on the ground to do that. So absolutely. Yeah. Now, one yeah. of the things that I know, at least I struggle with, and I'm sure, I know Pat and I have talked about a little bit about this is, is how ridiculously busy, at least those of us who are in the kind of twenties age range are and how hard it is to fit in, you know, faith and religion into that schedule. Um, have you seen that? And, and, you know, what's, what are some ways that you've recommended like the kids in college and, and those people at busted halo to kind of help remedy that? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think there's a couple of things in the, in the book I talk about, um, people who are, who have that, um, what I call an eclipsed spirituality, so they have a lot of things going on in their lives, and those things usually take precedence over their faith or their religion. Um, like, you know, my, my friend John is a young father. He has three kids, and he continues to say to me, look, he said, if I've got to get the kids up in the morning, get them dressed, fed, looking presentable, to go three, da- you know, three and a half miles down the road to the local parish, boy, that better be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's, it's, a, it's a really good point. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, I think it always starts, I mean, and, and, and the Bishop's Conference has said this too. I mean, that what they're finding is that people who are really active in at, at Mass are the people who are really active Catholics, that they're really active in other areas of their Catholic life as well. They're probably people who are active in social justice. They're probably people who uh, lobby their political representatives, you know, for, you know, to, for protecting life. They're probably doing something else that we haven't even considered, but they're kind of thinking out of the box and they're not just punching their time card every week, that they're really active people. And, you know, and when you think about it, you kind of want to say, duh, of course, you know, people who go to mass are the people who are going to be more active. Of course that's true. But it's also the people who are really active in vibrant places where things are really, you know, things are really working well and they really feel fed, so they feel the need to go out and feed other people. And so for me, it really starts with, number one, doing liturgy as best you can. So if, you know, if you're a part of a parish staff, I think your main job is to say, how can we do the best one hour each week? How can we make this really, you know, and, and sometimes as Catholics, we don't do ritual well. You know, we, we sit back, we kind of go through the motions, and it's been the same for, you know, 2,000 years. And, you know, so we're, we're going to sit back and we're going to say, okay, let's, let, let's really think about what really touches people and how we could do this really more effectively so that people are buying into this, so that people are coming back and they're, and they're getting active. And, and I would say the second thing is welcoming. You know, how are we welcoming people in? Because other denominations do that really well. You know, and if we, and if we don't start welcoming in, they'll, they're very happy to go right down. You know, we live in a world of choice. So people are very happy to go right down the street to the very nice Lutheran church down the street where they will be strongly welcomed. Um, you know, and, and I think that's I think that's what we're up against. And, you know, we're not only living in a time challenge culture, but we're living in an unlimited choice culture. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, that leads us into a lot of different places. And, and I think that hopefully what we end up offering people, people do come and realize to say, well, look, this is a religion that really has a lot of backbone to it. And that's something that I really want to be part of. So, and I think that's an advantage to us with young people. Cause I think that is what they're looking for. They're looking for something that has a solid tradition to it, that 
says, yeah, we're, you know, we're cool here. We, we, we know what this, this has meaning to it. And it's not just one more choice or one more empty choice that I can find anywhere else. So that's a lot of really awesome content. So where can we all go out and find this book? Because I'm pretty much going to basically run out and buy it when we're done recording the show. <laughs> you can buy you, it. At you can at least certain- be assured of, you can at least be assured of one <laughs> new customer after the that- show. And that's that's me. the one that that's the one that'll push me over the one million mark on Amazon. I'm sure. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I think I think our goal should be get you on the Amazon top sellers list. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can. Yeah, that's certainly one place you could buy it. It is on Amazon. Um, it's a Paulus Press book, so you can buy a Paulus Press. Certainly, PaulusPress.com. Uh, you could certainly buy it through BustedHalo.com, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, all the usual. All the usual sources. Awesome. So we'll certainly put a link to that on our website, in between Sundays.com. So, Mike, now you're doing a lot of things uh, at the college level, doing a lot of ministry. Um, what kind of things would you say are your favorite things about doing ministry? Uh, you know, kind of transitioning from the best at Halo or working at Best at Halo? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's not really all that different, surprisingly. Um, you know, one of the things I really loved to do was uh, really work with young people, especially in retreat work. But what I what I really liked doing was getting young people to feel empowered in their faith and feeling empowered to share it. Um, so, you know, when I do retreat work, I don't run the retreats. The young adults run them themselves. And what my job is, is to get them to do one talk you know, some one sort of witness talk about, you know, this, this is how faith works in my life and and not to make it, you know, like really, Hey, Hey, look at me. I'm so great. But to be really practical about it and say, Hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of a normal person like, like y'all. And this kind of works for me. And, and I just want to tell you why this is so touching to me and, and why, and why it's kind of worked for me so well. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's, something that I have a real gift for and that I'm really able to uh, give young adults a space to, to, to articulate what their faith is and, and to figure out where, where they kind of fit in in the church. Um, so, so I think that's one. And, you know, the, I mean, I think the second thing too is um, giving people the opportunity to hear and participate in the stories of other people um, who are doing the work that God has called them to do. And whether that's taking them to see social justice being done uh, really well somewhere, whether it's taking them to the third world to have an experience where they might not, um, you know, or they might not know that people are really that poor. I mean, that was my first experience when I went to Nicaragua. I was like, wow, we, we don't know about poor people. Like these, these people are poor. You know the, the the people who I see who are poor, they they're not poor. <laughs> they're in bad situations, and we should help them. But they're not poor. You know the people who live in the little shack in the garbage dump, they are poor. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's no reason for, and therefore there's no reason for us here in the United States to really ever even think about poverty. Like there's no excuse for us to have poverty. Um, so that makes us work even harder, I think. And so so I mean I think those two things, you know, sort of serving the needs of others and getting young adults to, to do that and to, and to see that our faith calls us to do that. And then 
uh, empowering them to have the articulation to talk about those kinds of moments with other young adults. And, and I think that just sort of feeds the frenzy is what I call it. You know, it starts getting people really excited about who they are uh, as Catholics and, and, and who they want to be. They, and they start to see that their lives have a lot of meaning in it. And when they have a lot of meaning, then it really starts to take hold on them and they become much more active than they've been before. Very cool. Well, that's all really cool stuff. And um, Yeah, thank you for that insight, Mike. Totally. I mean, so if you guys really want to go out and, and learn more about this stuff, check out Googling God. And, of course, Mike Coferly, we're going to hear you on some upcoming podcasts, uh, maybe one up there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Out of the Haze, which was a section uh, a section of the Buster Halo cast, will be its own podcast soon. I just got to get some more audio equipment. <laughs> All right. Very cool. I triple dog dare you. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Okay, as we finish out, uh, we have a quick Catholic challenge. And, of course, in, during the month of October, we've been pre- playing um, book reviews. So we have a great book review from Dave from West Penn, Wisconsin. Hey, Nick and Pat. This is Dave from West Penn, Wisconsin again. Um, I have another book review for you. Um, with all the interest lately in the vampire chronicles and that, or the, the vampires, uh, and the whole Twilight uh, phenomenon that's going on. I was thinking actually about the Vampire Chronicles series that um, was so popular a couple decades ago. Um, I'm not recommending the Vampire Chronicles, uh, but what I am recommending is a book about the author. It's actually her autobiography. Uh, it's called Called Out of Darkness by Anne Rice. Um, the book... In the book, she talks about uh, how she grew up Catholic, drifted away from the faith during college, and actually became a rather militant atheist. And gradually, she found her way back to the church. Uh, the book is filled with you know, all kinds of profound insights, but one that really stuck with me, um, and I don't remember if she actually wrote it in the book or if I heard it in an uh, interview later, but... Um, she said that if she had known everything that the church teaches as she was making her way back into the church, she probably wouldn't have rejoined. She wouldn't have come back. Um, her cultural sensibilities just wouldn't have allowed it, probably. Um, but once she did make that decision, she then accepted the teachings and resigned herself to finding out why the church teaches what it does. And... Um, you know, if she still didn't understand it, you know, it was she just came to the realization that, well, maybe someday I will and and the church is the church and it knows what knows knows what's right. So, um anyway, that's uh that's my recommendation and uh you have a, you guys have a great week. Take care. Bye. Well, thanks a lot, Dave, for that wonderful book review. Uh the link to that book will be on our website in between com. Um, and now, uh, actually, and, and Mike, uh, didn't you guys interview, um, Anne Rice on one of the busted halo shows? 
Yeah, and on the bustahalo.com, there are a bunch of videos with Bill McGarvey and Anne Rice. If you just if you just put Anne Rice into the search and Busted Halo, they all come up. And we have an excerpt from that book that he was just talking about on there as well. Sweet. Well, we'll put a link to that in our show notes. Yeah, we definitely will. Awesome. Okay, well, that effectively brings us up to the end of the show. Um, so I guess that means, what, I have to play this music here? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> All right, I guess um, I have to do it. We don't. We we were gonna do chick flick or horror for film with you, Mike. But instead, the UStream audience has been asking quite a bit about your awesome dog. So we thought we would ask you about how we can get a dog as cool as yours, and if you could tell us a little bit about your dog before the show ends here. Sure. Uh, my dog's name is Hayes. That was his name at the center. Sometimes he's a maniac, and. I would say if you really want a cool dog, go get a rescue dog. Because they'll just help you forever. Like you're saving them. So go get a rescue dog. Cool. Um, well, again, today our guest was Mike Hayes, uh, one of the founders of thebustedhalo.com, uh, also the author of Googling God. Mike, it was really a pleasure having you on our show today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, that. we hope so. <laughs> we, we try. So, <laughs> well, looking ahead uh, next week, uh, we actually don't have anything on the schedule, we so we're gonna it. we're gonna plan something kind of crazy and fun, and it's just gonna be the two of us in the studio. So be ready for it all. Yes. So, and to wrap up, uh, if you've not been out, go to inbetweensundays.com and you can find us there, or you can friend us on Facebook, or you can email us at feedback at inbetweensundays. Or leave us a voicemail. Pat, what's the number there? Uh, the number is 206-337-7945. Here's my suggestion. If you have a cell phone, just put this number in your cell phone. Just, you know, not necessarily on speed dial, but just put it somewhere in your cell phone. And if you just have a random thought that you want to share with us throughout mm-hmm. the day, call us. Or if you want to pretend like you're calling someone else and accidentally leave a message for somebody that, that you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you could do that too. Because we do get, sometimes we get some of those. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty funny. Um, but thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, again, thank you, uh, Mike, for being on our show. Um, definitely check out our website. We'll have a, a link to Mike's book, Googling God. Uh, and also the music for this podcast, as always, comes from music.podshow.com and magnitude.com. Uh, so thanks a lot for listening, and have a wonderful week. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media. <laughs>